బైబిల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ ఎయిట్ స్పిరిచువల్ గ్రోత్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ డాక్టర్ టెలికాస్ట్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద కరెక్టివ్ టీచింగ్ విరిసి త్రూ ది సిరీస్ ఆఫ్ టాక్స్ the subject that we are considering during the last 7 weeks has been spiritual growth beloved the tragedy in the church of today is there are simply too many spiritual dwarfs they are not only dwarfs they are also mentally retarded that means they cannot think sane one main reason is that they are not taught the biblical principles and prescriptions for growth and satan has taken advantage of the situation and he has led folks into a stunted or twisted growth hence our topic is how not to grow so far we have studied seven lessons Lesson number one: Do not expect to grow automatically. Lesson number two: Do not get stuck with a foundation. Lesson number three: Do not grow disproportionately. And we again studied the same lesson as the second part. And then lesson number five: Do not avoid difficult areas. and lesson number 6 do not consider adversity an obstacle last week we studied lesson number 7 do not ignore corporate growth today we'll move on to lesson number 8 how not to grow do not sacrifice quality for quantity once again how not to grow do not sacrifice quality for quantity beloved whether it is individual growth or corporate growth this is a fundamental lesson in our anxiety and our enthusiasm for growth it is natural to sacrifice quality but we must watch against this trend let us first apply this lesson to individual growth beloved even though growing in christian life means growing in the knowledge of the lord mere accumulation of the knowledge without the fear of god is useless that's what is pointed out in book of ecclesiastes 12th chapter read from verse 12 to 14 of making many books there is no end and much study is wearisome to the flesh let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter what is that fear god and keep his commandment for this is the whole duty of man there can be many books there can be much study that is useless if that does not lead to the fear of god that's what solomon writes in book of proverbs first chapter we'll read the seventh words he says the fear of the 
Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, without the fear of the Lord, you can talk about so much of knowledge, but that is actually nil, that is void, that is zero. But beloved, this is where mankind committed the oldest error. Turn with us to the book of Genesis, second chapter. Look at the ninth verse. You know, God made a beautiful garden. Eh? What did He do? Look at the second portion of the ninth verse. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What is the first one? Tree of life. What is the second one? Tree of knowledge. So God's order is tree of life first and then tree of knowledge next. But man reverse the order. Instead of taking a fruit from the tree of life, he took a fruit from the tree of knowledge. Because he reversed the order, he could not get the first one also. God drove him out. Beloved, a desire to keep on growing without a passion to grow in holiness or godliness that has been severely warned against by the Old Testament prophets. Turn with us, for example, book of Jeremiah 12th chapter. You look at the second words. You have planted them. Yes, they have taken root. They grow. Even they bear fruit. But you are near in their mouth but far away from their mind. Growing, taking roots, even bringing forth some fruit, but God is far away from their heart. Look at an awful condition like this. Come to book of Malachi, there is a similar warning there. Fourth chapter, we look at the first verse. Behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, and all those who do wickedly, will be stubborn, and the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts. Now this is about godless people. But when you come to the second verse, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. That is why Solomon in the ninth chapter gives us an excellent exhortation. Look at the ninth verse. See the latter portion of that verse. You know that uh, godliness, that righteousness, a just man, you teach him, he will grow in understanding. And the tenth verse again emphasizes that truth. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is true understanding. Yes, beloved, even doctrinal knowledge, if that does not lead us to godly living, that is useless, that is worthless. That's what Paul warned against in 1 Timothy 6 chapter. The third word. Towards the end he says, doctrine unto Godliness. No, doctrine is not just for doctrine's sake, not for intellectual accumulation, but doctrine for godliness. Now come with us to the third chapter of the second epistle. And Paul addresses by his own testimony. 
he talks about my doctrine and he talks about my manner of life. You see, he brings both these things together. One cannot be isolated or divorced from the other. Beloved, this was the problem with the Ephesian church as we meet that in book of Revelation, second chapter. We all know that passage very well. They had many strong points. They had many plus points. What did Jesus tell them? I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say that they are apostles, and you have found them liars. What do we understand? It was a church full of activities. It was a church filled with programs. They all labored for the name of Jesus Christ. And they also were very sound in their doctrine. They tested people who called themselves apostles and found them liars. To that extent they were good in their labor and in their doctrine. But what was the problem? Look at the fourth verse. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. See, this is what we are saying. We talk about quantity, but ultimately we lose the quality. Come with us to 1 Corinthians 8 chapter, where Paul makes it more specific. Look at the first words. The last line of that first words. Knowledge pops up, but love edifies. In other words, he condemns knowledge, mere knowledge, without that thought of love. That he points out in the 11th verse with an example. Because of your knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. Yes, beloved, head knowledge without heart experience is quantity without quality. That we should guard against and we are warned against it several times in the scriptures. And we want to add one more truth here. Getting additional blessings in life also is not a mark of growth. But learning to be successfully handling, whether it is poverty or plenty, that is true maturity. That was Apostle Paul's testimony in Philippians 4th chapter. Read verses 12 and 13. This is true maturity. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere, in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I have learned, I have been taught. You know, that means there is something in which he is growing. He is learning that. And following that only, he makes that classic statement, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, there is another place where we normally sacrifice quality. There are some men and women who are very successful in their life and work. If we simply try to copy and imitate them without studying and following the disciplines of their life, that is also useless. There will be outward show, there will be no inner reality and piety. 
You know, the many long years men and women of God have walked with God that cannot simply be duplicated. Now, this is what Matthew Henry, the Bible commentator, has said. Spiritual growth consists most in the growth of the root which is normally out of sight. Yes, there are two things when we talk about growth. The hidden growth, other is an apparent progress. When there is no hidden growth, the outward growth will not be genuine. But we are called to keep our growth both qualitative and quantitative. If we don't do that, then what will be happening? We will be simply clouds without water. And we shall be trees without fruit. That's what Apostle Jude has warned against in his single chapter epistle. We have seen about the quality for the individual growth. Now we will move on to quality for corporate growth. Church growth is the most popularly used term in Christian circles today. But unfortunately, what is normally meant is numerical growth. But beloved, when we know that Book of Acts is a textbook on church growth, if you carefully study that, it always combines numerical expansion and spiritual betterment. We look at some passages very quickly. Acts 2.41, what does it say? 3,000 people were added to the church. That is quantitative growth. And what do we read in the 42nd verse? They continued steadfastly in prayers and in doctrine. That is qualitative growth. Come to the fourth chapter. Look at the fourth words. It says the number of disciples was multiplied to 5,000. But what do we read in the 32nd words? They were of one heart and one soul. So there was both quantitative growth as well as qualitative growth. Please turn with us to the sixth chapter. First word says, number of disciples greatly multiplied. And there was a problem of serving of tables. From verses 2 and 6, they started out the problem. What do we read in the seventh verse? The number of disciples again multiplied. You know, there is both qualitative and quantitative. The ninth chapter, with the 31st verse. The churches were edified and they multiplied. You know, there was a qualitative growth and quantitative growth. Come to the 11th chapter, with the 21st verse. A great number of people turned to the Lord. What do we read in verses 22 and 23? They were encouraged to continue in that faith. What do we read in verse 24? Again, a great many were added to the Lord. You know, there is both qualitative and quantitative. Come to the 14th chapter. Look at the 21st verse. The apostles made many disciples. And what do we read in verse 22? 
They strengthened them and they exhorted them that through many tribulations we should enter the kingdom of God. So there we find there is both quality and quantity. Come to the 16th chapter. Look at the fifth verse. They were strengthened in faith and they also increased in number daily. Come to the 17th chapter. We meet the Berean Christians. They daily search the scriptures. That means there were qualitative in their growth. And we read in verse 12, Therefore many believed, even some prominent women believed on the Lord. So you find consistently all through the book of Acts, there is both qualitative and quantitative growth going together. This is what was outlined by Jesus Christ in his great commission. Come to us to that very famous passage. Book of Matthew 28th chapter. We'll read verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. That means go and make disciples. That's number one. Now that is the first step. Make disciples. And don't stop there. Come to verse 20. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Not only make disciples, but also teach disciples. Build disciples up. That is what is meant by that beautiful slogan in book of Isaiah 54th chapter. Turn with us to the second words. Read that words, you know how encouraging it is. Enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your habitation. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and at the same time strengthen your stakes. You know, two words are given here. Let us take it the rule for all our life and ministry. Lengthen, at the same time strengthen. Lengthen, that is quantity, and strengthen, that is quality. If we overlook quality and concentrate only on quantity, we will then make a compromise on the building materials. Instead of using gold and silver and precious stones, we will go down for wood, hay and stubble. Maybe it will be going very fast, it will be growing very fast. But there we have sacrificed salt for size. This is why we should always keep ourselves warned against and guarded against. If we are not careful here, we will immediately slide down for substitutes in Christian life and ministry. Now that's what happened in the Tower of Babel. They had brick for stone. That's what we are doing. Once you get into substitutes, there is a lot of compromise and you lose your quality. We want to make a statement here. Beloved, ultimate spiritual growth is not measured by how many souls we have won, not how many sermons we have preached, not how many books we have written, 
Not how many churches we have planted, but how much we have become like Jesus. Beloved, God's ultimate aim is that we grow and grow, keep growing until we come to the full stature of Jesus Christ. How not to grow? Do not sacrifice quality for quantity. God bless you.